Attention military veterans and military personnel. This is Tracy from Lakewood College, and I am excited to announce the new partnership between ETA Associates and Jamal King's Make Real Estate Real. Give me a call so I can see if you qualify to receive the Make Real Estate Real with no out-of-pocket expense to you. I can be reached at 1-800-517-0857. My extension is 700. You may also visit us at www.moneyforbets.com. Again, that is money, the number four, bets.com. You may also schedule an appointment with me through my text-only number at area code 216-678-9933. I look forward to speaking with you all. Focus on, if you save them, they drowned already, Ma. They drowned already, mm. Ma. They already drowned, Ma. Mm. If you save That's a person, he already drowned. What was the purpose of you doing what you did? They drowned. Save, save them by teaching them. This episode is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, green juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on y'all, what it do? I got Dr. King in the building, Mr. Generational Wealth, Mr. Make Real Estate Mr. Real, Mr. 9 to 5 wealth. Millionaire, Mr. Dr. King, a.k.a. Hey. The, the baddest man in show business. Man, <laughs> e, they used to just call me, they Thomas. used to just call me Officer. Oh, now no, I got no, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Officer, Officer, Officer King. Hey, how many <laughs> aliases Maul got? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then we got, we got Treadmill E back. Hey, hey, you remember, oh. uh, y'all remember Hoodie Mellow? <laughs> y'all remember Hoodie Mellow? Uh-uh. We got Treadmill E. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, E, good to have you back. Uh, good to be back the, on the treddy, bro. Hey, good to be back with normal folks, man. You know what I'm saying? People of, uh, uh, you know, a regular. Uh, down from the mountain top. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel me? Back you in, feel me? Right. And, uh, we also got uh, the, the smallest but the mightiest member of the podcast. Do it all your Let's might. Go. <laughs> He's the third in his, in his namesake line. He is the proud owner of a puppy who he turns up on a regular basis and had me about to choke out both of them. He's also my favorite little dude in the world, Mr. Carlos Quinney What up, Trey, Trey? What What's up, up, Trey? All right, bring it on home now. Microphone. 
Uh, intro. Hey guys, welcome to Trace Comedy Corner. There you go. What's up? What's uh, up? Hey, Thanks for what's having up, us, man. Where do you take someone that got hurt in a peekaboo accident? Peekaboo. Where do you accident. take somebody that got hurt in a peekaboo accident? To the ICU. Oh, mm. <laughs> to the ICU. Okay, that I was like the hottest one, Ma. He on hey, fire, like Ma. He's on fire. <laughs> it's a hot hey, streak. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's what's I up. Love it. All right. Hey. Um, all right. So, uh, what's going on? Y'all feeling all right? How y'all feeling, man? I just want to hey, make sure everybody recording. I feel like this is going to be a hot podcast. I just want to make sure everybody got everything right. Hey, we've been oh, we've been we pretty good. solid lately. You know what I'm saying? I had to bring y'all up a notch. You know what I'm saying? I felt like y'all was getting lazy on me, so I had to Killing make sure y'all was. Well, e, e, that's only because CJ been playing games, giving us the old recorders, yeah. giving us oh, the yeah. old. Remember, I had yeah. I had the hand me down stuff. Uh, so Ma. for everybody out there listening, they always talk about me. <laughs> yeah, and then hey. CJ want to do the little. Yeah. He want to do the little. Hey, you know, the little funny yeah. little stuff. But but try. Hey, Ma, but, try Jesus. But he ain't going to let me finish. <laughs> try Jesus. Don't hey, try Ma, me. <laughs> Ma, I, w- I will have you know, Ma, Eddie reached out to say, dude, of all the mics, Ma's mic sound the best right That's now. What's so up. That's you what's got up, the Ma. best mic, Ma, so you stop the best mic and complaining and put some points up. Hey, see, you got a big cap in your house? Hey, don't. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded hey. like, it can't be happy for a minute. Hey, as long as we can get the mic to stay on and actually record, I think we smooth. And uh, <laughs> let's just That's go right up. to it, man. Back from paradise, back to to the to the dirty mitten. <laughs> back to you know life, back, back to, to reality. reality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, how does it feel to be back with the people? Let us know how how uh, it feels returning back. You've never been away from home that long. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. I was. I had my Carl going on. You feel me? See, I had my Carl going on thirty days. You don't call me. Don't touch me. Don't don't, 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 don't. ETA. I'm out of here. ETA. Uh, I, I, I will say this though. This was crazy, man. My wife and I both said it at the same time. It felt like we were leaving a resort, coming back home. Hmm. Wow. You know? Hey, well, wow. why he called me yesterday? I, why he called me before he left? Right. And he was like, all right, maybe I call him. Yeah. And he just sounded like he was just a little annoyed. And that boy, I said, what's <laughs> up? He said, man, we about to go get on the plane. Diddy got me cleaning the house like I'm about to get a security deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, we were cleaning like I was getting a security deposit, Mo. <laughs> like they owe us 1200 uh, If we clean this joint uh, up, we'll get 1200 We'll get 1200 The whole 1200 back. Uh, oh, I was, hey, Mo, I was like, I'm good on all of it. You feel me? Like, I don't need none of that back. Let somebody else come, come in here and clean this joker. Oh, Didi want to come back inside of a clean house. Each she one, Ma. Then we get home. She was up probably to midnight, undoing all the mail, straightening stuff up. She's like, I'm closing this house. I'm opening this house. I said, I'm not doing nothing but living in both of them. I ain't opening uh, or closing either one of them. Got to live here, dog. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Since my parents left, whoo, Lord have mercy. I promise y'all, my mom, like, y'all know my mom. My mom got a motor. I'm talking about, like, bro, like, she, when she was here, she would clean the entire day like it was her full-time job. And, like, nobody even asked her to do it. I'm talking about, like, washing windows, doing laundry, making beds. My mom made our, me and Candace bed every day while she was here. Wow. So then... 
what happens is you get used to that life. Oh, no doubt. Oh, bruh. I came in that's the bathroom the other life. day. That's that cruise ship life. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Me and Candace were standing in our bathroom the other day. It was clothes piled up to the top of the tub. I looked at her. She looked at me like, oh, where did mom go? And then, you know, Pops is doing all the cooking. So now I'm back cooking my own breakfast. I, I was like, this is a terrible life. So anyway, let me tell y'all something, though. Oh, with them kids, because, you know, I got a routine, a schedule. I still got to keep. Right, I got to right, work. Right, right, right. And now y'all know Candace been helping out. She working, too. So I'm like, when she working, I need the kids to sit down somewhere. Yeah. I, sure. Or should I say sat down somewhere? Sat down. Sat down. Go sat somewhere and sat down. Let me tell you right. something. This, I'm, this, I, I, I'm dead serious. I wish I had a camera on. And, you know, my niece, she comes over here. You know, they do the little school thing. So my niece is over here most of the time as well during the day. I sat them jokers down. I closed the door in the room. I said, Candace, don't, you don't want to be nowhere near this. I sat them down and was like, look here, new rules. Grandma and Papa gone. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and I whooped butts. Okay. There's, I'm there's talking about they was all on the couch like, they was on the couch like, oh, I was like, look, look, look. I said, look here. Because you know now Candace working out with me too. So I said, we work out from 10 to 11. I need an hour. Because come on, Avery just turned four. Trey and Sydney oh, six. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, y'all know how yeah. to sit down for an hour. I'm gonna let y'all can watch a, a show. Y'all can play on your iPads, but do not come in because you know they come in the room. Then Candace, you know, she like frustrated because she's right. trying to work out. And right. I'm like, I went in there, I threatened their lives. Yeah. And let me tell you Ooh. something. It's been a, it's been pretty solid See. since because I noticed about two three days in with Grandma and Papa gone, y'all was still acting like they was here. Yeah. I, we uh, had to have a realignment. You know what I'm saying? See, did you did you threaten their life and the life after? You said lives. Uh, Did you threaten yeah, this and the one to come? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to your butt and the one to come. Hey, I, I, I told Trey, won't be a fourth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it might stop right there. Hey, look, uh, I didn't talk about this, guys. Um, I'm not calling this a fair file. I'm just calling this, like, let's be real. All four of us, let's just be real. Ma, be beautiful house. I'm on the hill. Ma, I couldn't, I couldn't appreciate it though. The first few weeks, Ma, there was no Wi-Fi. Ma, mm. Ma, are we addicted to Wi-Fi? Oh, bruh, no question. Bruh, mm. I was up there, Ma, I, the TVs couldn't work. Why? Because I ain't do cable. Like now nah, I'm just like, oh, uh, I, got, I got Hulu. You feel me? Uh, I'm just no, like- he's still stealing my Netflix. Don't talk oh, about yeah. Hulu. Every night I'm getting an email talking about some, uh, did you sign in from San Diego, California? <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, hell no. Hey, I, I got to tell you the truth, though. That's Jada. Uh, uh, that Jada be watching them series, right? I can't. Boy, I got I, a whole mansion, yeah. won't buy a Netflix password. Yeah. You know what I'm so saying? So I got the Hulu and I got the live TV. But the problem is... It don't, it's not, it's not cable. The internet, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, you yeah. know, you got to have internet. Bruh, I couldn't, uh, only one TV would pick up from, because the receivers weren't, or the extenders weren't working. Long story short, bro, I'm in that crib. A part of me is digging, not being attached and connected to the real world, if that's what you want to call yeah. it. You know, not really being able to watch TV. Um, you but, need to do some work and pay for that house. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> so I got a 50-foot Ethernet cord. I'm dragging through the crib, plugged up. And I'm just like, I just had to stop. And I was like, wow, God, I didn't realize how 
I mean, like, we live. And not just me and you guys, but even the house. The last day the dude came in, and, bro, they could do it from the jump, but they want to come in and sell you all kind of stuff. So Amazon yeah. Home Services came in. Of course, you know, you got the extenders in the wall. They hit a button, fix it, it's on. Alexa talking, closing the door, opening up the doors. She opened up windows, closing windows. You know, but it's I'm like, much. yo. It's too much. I'm like, yo, this is too much, bro. It's like the, um, the sink is controlled by either motion or tell her to cut it on, cut the sink off. Oh, you wow. know, uh, cut the lights on more, cut the lights off. You know what? It's really more when you think about it. It's really just an upgrade version of clap on, clap on. How we really did have the technology. We really did have the technology for a while now. Yeah, you know, to them. That yeah. selection is nothing but the clapper, bro. Oh, you, know uh, you brought so, me back. I promise you, when I was little, I wanted years. one of them so bad, yeah. bro. Never oh, had bro. one, but I was like, man, yeah. I want that. You know, yeah. so. Hey, E. <laughs> yeah. My brother said, my brother was telling us, like, man, like, y'all should try turning the Wi-Fi off to sleep. He's like, yeah. you know, I saw these waves going through the house. I was like, bet, let me try it. Bro, ain't none of my family slept that night. I was like, no, we need Wi-Fi <laughs> in this house, yeah, bro. We <laughs> slept. I'm serious. Yeah, we all had terrible sleep. Yeah. It worked yeah. opposite in our family, bro. It's a part of Crazy, our lives bro. Now, bro. Crazy. No, the Wi-Fi, yeah, no, the Wi-Fi. And I just get mad because I'm like, yo, again, we talked about it last podcast. When you got a couple dollars, you like, yo, I said, uh, they came out here. I said, look. You know, when the COVID hit, I'm like, look, we doing Zoom every day. You know, yeah. we doing virtual conferences. Yeah. We doing our thing. I need my stuff to be A1. I don't need no glitch. I, I don't need nothing. So my man came in and said, you already, you already got the highest of uh, what we offer, the fastest. I said, but it don't, you know, I got, you know, a decent sized house. I said, the, the internet don't stretch everywhere. He said, use the extenders. I said, how about you give me two internets? You know what right. I'm saying? Just give me a whole nother <laughs> right. one in the basement. <laughs> I'll pay for uh -huh. it. Yeah. Like, what is it? $80 a month. Yeah. I'll pay for the whole new setup. In the, yeah. like, we can't do that. That's I said, deep. oh, man. Um, real quick, I want to know. I had a conversation with Maul yesterday. And, you know, you got plans as a parent. And Maul had said that, you know, Yanni about to turn 16. Her and my dad share the same birthday in August. And he said, you know, the whole plan was he was going to give uh, Yanni the infinity truck that Camille drive and get Camille a new truck. I'm not, and Maul, I'm not dogging you. This is, you know what I'm saying? Don't, we just, I just want to have a talk. But anyway, Yanni was like, yeah, about that. Uh, I don't want no infinity truck. I want a red Jeep. Uh, Maul was like, and I, again, you know, Maul got it. His girls is, you know, wonderful human beings doing great school. Maul was like, I right, bet. That's, yeah, that that's a whole nother level of uh, lifestyles in the rich and famous because it wasn't even no conversation. <laughs> Maul was just like, all right, cool. I thought he was going to push back because he'd been telling me for five years now he was going to give Yanni the infinity truck. <laughs> right, right, right. But she getting a, a brand new red Jeep, which got me to thinking, what was your first cars? Now, I don't Ooh. know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I heard Maul talk about a blazer. I don't know what he had his first joint. Oh, I got you. I got you. My what, mom what gave me her car. first ride? My mom gave me her car. Maul, same thing. My mom bought a Mercury uh, XR, XRT35 or something. Mazda had hooked up with Ford for a minute, and they came out with this sports car. My mom never drove those kind of cars. Man, that sucker was quick. Anyway, my mom mm. got that. And she gave me her red two-door, or was it a four-door, Ford Escort. <laughs> mm, the Ford, Ford Escort, Escort, Escort. I had the Ford, Ford Escort. Escort. I remember Candy, that. Ooh, I'm sorry. Red? Candy Apple Red. Candy uh, Apple yeah. Red. Mm. 
Yeah. That's that bright red. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 was she in good condition or what? Oh, my mom had it. Oh, mom. Mom Dukes. Bruh, that's one thing I said about my mom and her cars. You can't eat in her car. You can't sleep in her car. You can't think mm -hmm. in her car. It's only you only get in it to go from one point to the next, bro. Man, Don't even do a whole it. lot of talking. Mom had that's, us in hey, mass. That, that's in why car. you was homeless. You couldn't sleep in the car. You know what I'm saying? He would drive a car what, around and go sleep in the building. Like, oh, no, I got no, here, no, here's what happened. I thought I told the story. No. What happened, Ma, I was so rebellious, man. I'm talking about when I tell you as a child, man, I was rebellious, Ma. I had the car, Ma, no more than two weeks. Hmm. And that's why my mom gave it to me to sleep in it. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to lie. I did, but I didn't do it for long because skip school with this girl, right? Older chick, too. I didn't know where cougars were back then. So I was being manipulated. <laughs> I was being manipulated, Ma. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, even she like she liked me, Ma. The hip -hop preacher. Oh, yeah, it man. wasn't even like she liked me, Ma. It was just one of those things where she probably needed somewhere to go during oh, school and she peeped me out. Yeah. She peeped out mm. I was a sucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sucker. <laughs> and had me drop hey, her you off. you was an Uber driver back before yeah, Uber was around. I was around. an Uber, oh, Uber driver. I was an Uber driver. I was a scrub. Uber driver. <laughs> Mom, you know I was a scrub on the passenger side of my best friend's ride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Trying to holler at her. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> so uh, no scrub. I, I took her somewhere, Ma dropped her off. And why I get into a car accident, bruh? Totaled oh. that joint. Ma, wow. I hit an old lady, totaled the car. I mean, took the car and still up, up a street. Yeah. <laughs> Under <laughs> feet. <laughs> hey. hey, he went I was like the dude. I don't know if y'all saw that boxer. He got in the ring. They called uh, his name. I called do I? And he just walked right out the ring. You know what I'm saying? I saw that. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you feel me? That was me, Ma. I didn't even get to kiss her or nothing. I, 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 unbelievable, Ma. Unbelievable. Weighing in, had a whopping 1,000 pounds. Undefeated, <laughs> bro. Undefeated, undisputed. 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 Hey, hey, since the beginning of, of time. Time, yeah. History of mankind. The only thing ain't wow. never took an L. Hey, no. Oh. And ain't going nowhere no time soon. Hey, I I ain't going I, nowhere. I hey, dude's still this. writing songs about it right now. No, uh, 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 <laughs> nah, mine also involves the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, I think I told a story on the podcast before, but when I turned 16, and my birthday in November, so like, you know, I turned 16 before a lot of my friends. You know, school starts September, right. and then November was my birthday. So I turned 16 in November. A lot of my friends, like Yanni, you know, had like, you know, June, July, August. So they had a grip right. before they turned 16. And my pops had my car. I had my car a week before I turned 16. Shout out to Pops. And man, if y'all any old school listeners of the podcast, I told the story. Me and my homeboy uh, went and picked up uh, the undisputed champion of the world. And uh, we, you know, just hanging out with 16. And my, I had lied to my dad and told him that, you know, we was going to be in by curfew. But I was staying with my aunt again, who, you know, she was young. She ain't know nothing about no curfew. And, uh, yeah, we went out after curfew. You know, we were supposed to be in by 12, by 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, mind you, my birthday's in November, Michigan. And back then, Michigan was icy by, like, October. And so, man, we came 2 o'clock in the morning, man. We came sliding down the hill, hit some black ice, got T-boned by another car, man, totaled the car right in front of Quality Dairy. And uh, my dad had to come pick me up, man. He was so disappointed and hurt. Uh, worst moment of my life. 
Uh, but again, you know, uh, and still, so I got, I, I got to give my, so I got to get two stories. See, so my first car was a Honda Accord, like a red, it was a red Honda Accord. That's when I got up here, but. In theme with where we're going with the conversation, and still, my, and still <laughs> undefeated. So my mom, my parents had just gotten a new. T- I think it was a Toyota Corolla. Mm. Um, this is I'm. How old am I now? I'm probably seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to choir rehearsal. We had a choir rehearsal, and then in in all honesty, I had to just literally go pick some up from Tamisha House. I had to go pick some up, and. It was weird because my mom looked at me like when I was leaving with that yeah, look. That, she, you know what I'm yeah. saying? She, she knew you was going she, to the ring. She knew. Mom knew you yeah, was going knew. to the ring. She knew you yeah, was in the right. fight you couldn't win. She was like, son? You're going to stand a chance words. in the ring. The last words to me was like, yo, mm. be careful. Oh, like, mm. go straight to where you're going and come right back. Like, she she knew something was up. Like, for real, oh, for she real. She knew. Oh, yeah, she knew. Bruh. I went to the choir <laughs> rehearsal, left there, went down to Tamisha's house. On my way home from Tamisha's house, I totaled my parents' car, bro. I totaled oh, that Are you car. serious? I never heard that. I'm serious. I'm serious, bro. I totaled that doggone car. Wow. My mom, I literally called her. This Barbados. I had no phone. I had to Wait, like, was walk this, across this the street. Wait, was this in college? This is, so I'm like, yeah, I'm in college. Because remember, I went to college early. So I'm back home from college. Right. Like in the summer or something he like 15, that. See, yeah. um, he's 15 years old, see? In college, bro, in no, I'm, 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 I'm 17, 18, somewhere in that range. Martin Luther Carl. Junior. But bro, I called my mom and it was the weirdest thing. My mom answered the phone like, yo, are you she okay? She already knew. She, she already knew. She already knew, knew bro. bro. You, yeah, you, you, undefeated, hey, bro. Carl, she knew he got pop, hands laid on him. <laughs> your pops have been taken out a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's new. <what's> <laughs> <laughs> hey, MC, he had that same look as daddy had in his eyes. <laughs> the night he got taken out. Uh, <laughs> hey, she should have told you that. Uh, hey, Carl, she should have given me the history. She should have given me the history. Your father, your uncles, your grandfather, they all lost, man. Yeah. Okay, hey, she knew it wasn't going to do no good. She just looked at him and said, be careful. Be careful, bro. Something's <laughs> up. But yeah, I promise. Undefeated, uh, bro. And get knocked Don't out like your chain. father used to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, man. man y'all. Hey, when Carl was talking, man, all I kept picturing. Y'all, y'all ever watched The Wiz? Yeah. You know the movie The Wiz? Remember yeah. when Michael Jackson was the scarecrow? He was up on the thing. He was singing oh, that song, no You Can't Win. You can't He's win. like, yeah, You can't get up by the sun. You can't get up by the bro. Uh, Can't get out the game. Maul, uh, uh, what you have, a Mercedes Coupe at about 17? Oh, bro, quit playing. I was sharing the car with moms, man. Uh, she had a Delta 88. Oh, yeah. Not the Delta 88. Mm. Was it black Delta, or burgundy? It was actually blue with oh. blue interior. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I know the burgundy one, though. But no, this was blue with blue yeah, that interior, burgundy man. Woman, it was the one. Ooh. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was she, it. That was a boat. Yeah, but we had the blue. And, no, um, but what was your your first personal car that you bought that you had that was yours, not one you shared? Yeah, no, my first personal car was that was that Blazer, bro. And the crazy okay. part about mm-hmm. it was that's the one I had in college. And then I had that car all through college. I had it all through like my first couple years on the police department. Even while I was, you know, owning three properties, I still had that that wow. that, that Blazer. I said I was gonna ride that bed fella to the wheels fall off and literally. 
The wheels fell off. The wheels fell off. <laughs> the, that wheels fell off. <laughs> the wheels fell off. The wheels fell off. That bear fell off. Um, so I'm gonna have to speed this podcast up because the hip hop preacher looked like he ain't been walking in a while. So <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna make it out of the hat. I'm talking about I see him beating up already. Uh, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You've been out hey, here Ma. in San Diego eating Twinkie cakes. You know what I'm saying? It got, Ma, I'm, I'm gonna I was speed sneaking through this looking joint. at my phone, Ma. I was sneaking looking at sneaking looking at my text. If I wanted to be uh, I didn't uh, want to uh, see to see how I was sneaking. Hey. Look at close, Carl, close again. Take off them glasses. I think he got his daddy's eyes, see? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you your daddy, son. <laughs> uh, a chip off the old glare. block. Uh, Just a chip off the old glare. block. That same glare. Wow, bro. She saw that glare. He, <laughs> brought yeah. it, he brought the total uh, the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> mom, hey, mom had ordered a new before. ride as soon as he walked out. <laughs> Hey, e, mom, said, like, nope. mom, mom looked at Carl and said, I seen that look before. Wow, I seen look. that look be before. Careful. Be careful, you about, Hey, you're about to go to the mountaintop. <laughs> bro, I don't know what it is, bro. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, man, this is a family-friendly podcast, as you can see. Uh, kids, if you're listening, don't worry about it. You'll find out. You know what I'm saying? Just keep, as in the words of my pops, keep living. Uh, yes, sir. All right, so let's do a podcast, all right? Um, trying to approach this because I feel like it could be an insurance bucket situation. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. But, okay, so here's what, what... Okay, so let me start with somebody else, third person first, before I go to my own story. But I saw, E, one of your homies uh, that you rock with, somebody sent me the video on Instagram, but one of your l little homies, super successful kid, uh, famous, you know, TV you know, movies, that kind of thing. And he had, somebody sent me, I think it was maybe Toby, sent me his post and he was like, yo, it's crazy. Like, <clears throat> he said, since COVID hit, you know, we ain't been able to work in four or five months. And he said, you know, the the the, the checks dried up, you know, the, the movies, you know, you can't do nothing. He said, it's crazy, but my phone stopped ringing. He said, man, when I was, you know, doing my thing and I was popping it on TV every day, he was like, yo, people were calling me daily. Like, yo, I need some money. Can I get tickets to the show? Can I do this? Can I do that? He was like, man, my phone was ringing off the hook. And he was like, it's crazy. Now that everybody know I'm not working, one, my phone is not ringing anymore. He's like, dog, nobody calling for money and tickets and all of that. And he said, you know, it's cool. He said, but also nobody checked in on me. He said, it's crazy. Like, you know, when I was popping, everybody was hitting me. And now that, you know, everybody knows it's slowed up and I'm not working, nobody hitting me. He said, but I'm not even really tripping off that. He said, I'm grateful because I had a revelation. He said, them same people that was hitting me last year when they knew I had money telling me, oh, they was about to get evicted. They kids couldn't, you know, eat, you know, all of these sob stories. He said, some kind of way, I ain't never get, I ain't gave them no money in the last half a year. In some kind of way, they still got their crib. He said, some kind of way, they still find another way to eat. He said, some kind of way, they not hurting like they said they was going to be hurting when I thought it was my emergency. So he's like, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping that y'all ain't calling me, checking in to see how I'm doing because my source of income, he said, a lot of their jobs is still going. My job stopped. Nobody called to check in on me, nobody whatever, but I thought that was deep. And so then I had, so then I sent that to E. E was like, wow, that is deep. And then myself, I had somebody call and was like, yo, 
you know, things is hard right now, da 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 da. And I was, you know, Candace and I, you know, you always got to go back and have a conversation and be like, yo, like, how do we, you know, approach this situation? Somebody not super close, but close enough, you know, needs some money. And so Candace and I got into a, a, a conversation and I was like, yo, should we or shouldn't we? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get in that position where you're like, yo, should we look out? Should we not? And again, you know, we tied to the church. We, we give when we see fit. You know, we take care of people when we, you know, should take care of. But then at some point you got to put, you know, a check on it. And so we were talking and Candace said, you know, I was like, man, I wish this person would have called me, you know, earlier. I wish they would have asked me for an opportunity instead of asking me for money. And she said, yeah, I feel you. But is when somebody's drowning, is that the best time to teach them how to swim? And I was like, man, it kind of convicted me. But then I was like, why you ain't come for swim lessons before you jumped in the pool too? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, again, I don't want to go, like I want to approach this from a few different aspects because the first aspect I want to look at it from is they not going to die. You know what I mean? Like I, I really had, that, that's why I was grateful I saw that video because I was like, wow, that's true. Like, e, you said it. If it's not you, they're going to find a way to get it done. And e, it reminded me of the Buster Douglas, right? And it was like, yo, Buster Douglas, listen to what I'm telling you. There is no way on God's green earth Buster Douglas wins that fight if his mama don't die. It's just impossible. He found another gear. So, E, I want to know from you because you are as philanthropic as they come. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, and this is how I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are the go-to member for their family because most people don't even listen to a personal development podcast where you're trying to get better every single day. That's not most people's reality. So I know something about you. If you're listening to this, you're special, and you're probably like one of those people in your family who people look to for not, not even financial, but just go-to for information, for advice, and all of those things. And we'll talk about non-financial stressors later when people just call you with all their problems and things of that nature. But E, I want to know from you, like, when do you know who to help, how to help? Is it appropriate? Is it not appropriate? Are you aiding in the bedding? Are you stunting their growth? Or should we be, or, or is it appropriate to be trying to teach somebody how to swim while they're drowning? Yeah, you know what's so crazy, I think, and it's so funny, you know, Ma, you know, having you on the podcast and, you know, having the system that you knew and, you know, you and Carl working together to put that system together has really helped me in so many areas because it showed me, Ma, that to some extent, I was the one that had it twisted because I was giving without a system, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So all these other areas, I'm talking about personal development, extreme execution, you know what I'm saying? Like personality um, systems, you know, um, the, uh, my whole life, bruh, routine. My whole life, I've been about that. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. You know, I've, I've been a processy guy. But as a processor, I'm like, whoa, you never did that with money. Like you never had a means by which you help people. You feel me? I never, I, I just was like, yo, somebody asked for money. I got to kind of, you know, piecemeal it together. 
should I, should I not? We'll really see if we have a system, it would take the burden off of us. So I never had a system at first. And one of the things I needed, I, I had to realize was E, there has to be a rationale. What is the function of you giving somebody something? Like, what is the per, if, if you're giving a person a thousand dollars, what's the rationale? You know, and I had to think about that more. Like I had to really sit down and think, what are you doing? And, it, and I realized, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be assisting this person. Like I'm supposed to be a bridge. I'm supposed to help a person to get from where they are to where they're trying to get to. So for real, I'm just being real. For those of you like he said it, y'all like us, you probably in a position where you're giving, but do you even know what you're giving for? Like, do you have a, Ma, you tell me all the time, E, we should have a mission statement in life. We should have a vision statement in life. You know what I'm saying? We should have um, some measurable goals. How do you know you reached it if you don't have measurable goals? You should have a house for each bit, whatever. So then it's the same thing when you're giving to people. It should be a system. It should, it, it, you should be trying to accomplish something. And I realized that I was very uh, sympathetic and was hurting people because I was giving to some people because I felt sorry for them. That's not a good reason to be, that's not a good reason to bless nobody. I felt sorry, like, man, so-and-so, she said it. It's just me and my babies. And, you know, we don't got nothing to eat and I don't got no job. And I'm like, oh, no problem. Here you go. You know, but then I, I think what hurt me, see, was I would give and people would start talking. And now people know that I gave that person. And now they thinking that I should give. And I'm like, oh, I guess it makes sense they think I should because I gave to that person. So I was like, now you need a system, E, because with a system, it's going to be even easier for you to tell people no. <laughs> you feel me? Because now I have some measurables, Ma. So me and Didi started talking. It was like, yo, what percentage of money just blessing people with shit we do monthly? Should it be 1% of our income? Should it be 0.5% of our income? Should it be 3% of our income? Like, let's come up with a number. So we came up with a number. Then it was like, what should we be doing for people? Like, like, what, like what's the goal? And then you're like, well, the goal should be they need money to help them to get to the next level of financial security. So Diddy was like, yo, if you're gonna help somebody, that's like you saying they're in a financial situation and they need something to get them over. But Diddy was like, you can't bless somebody with their rent money and they're gonna come back to you next month with their rent money or the month after. So, so then it became more, oh, maybe God is not asking you to give money. So now my giving mall ain't money always no more. Actually, the money is the smallest thing that I give. Now I'm actually connecting people to resources now. So somebody called me and said they don't got no job. I off the cuff know, oh, I can't give you no money because you like what? So here's what, I, here's what I've been doing. This be my last point. Somebody called me recently and I said, here's what I could do for you. I can get you in one of our programs. Because if I get you in one of our programs, that's going to help you generate. Somebody I'm very close to, Ma, called and was like, I want to get in game changes. I just want to show y'all what this looks like. I feel like, not indebted, you know, in a godly way, but if it wasn't for this person in my life, you know, I, I may not have gotten to where I am this soon. So I was funny, see, they was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, well, I think game changes is going to be the move for you. For real, now, Ma, I'm connecting you to a source. You feel me? Like, this is a source. And based on what C did for me, 
out of three, you Ma has zero. And you're doing very well right. for yourself, Ma. You're doing very right, well right, for yourself, right. Ma. Right. I, I said, Ma, Ma never hey. would have bought that house without me. You feel me? Hey. Even though it was seven years ago. Yeah, no questions asked. No questions asked. You know, so Ma, I really looked at that like, yo, this is a system. I see people who've gone through this program who didn't have money who have it. And for those of us who have it, actually helped us to uh, secure another stream of income, not just income, Ma, influence and impact. So I was like, yo, if I gave you money, it wouldn't work. So I told him to get in the program. But watch this, Ma. I was told, based on the system that Didi and I have, that it wouldn't benefit them to give it to them for free. The old me, Ma, would have just been like, free, 99. But based on the system Didi and I have now, it's like that wouldn't be wise. So here's what I said to him, Ma. I can waive my fees. Really, like, looking through it, I can waive my fees. Like, I don't need to get paid. I'm going to waive C's fees for you. See, see good financially. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, hey, Ma, tell I, C, I, you repaying uh, the favor. Tell uh, him you repaying the favor. Payback. That, that's the habit stacking payback? <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> habit stacking, stream execution, all of them. Somebody call, hey, Ma, some dude hit me yesterday like, hey, habit stacking is killing it. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, bro. I ain't Appreciate never seen it. nothing this deep before. I'm like, it shouldn't be paid $19 for it. I bet, I bet, you, I bet it is. Hey, but what was you going to say? Hey, at least I told you I was waving your fees. When was yeah. you going to tell me you waved my fees? I just told you. I just revealed it. Hey, but watch this, Ma. I told them, based on my integrity, and I used to sacrifice my integrity to help people, which I knew was evil. Like, why am I... Why am I why am I doing that with my integrity? But watch this. This is what I said. You still have, you, you don't have to pay this full, but you're going to have to pay this because it's not fair for the coaches who are going to coach you not to get paid. So me and C ain't going to be on, on the reg, but they're going to be on the reg. Ma, I promise you on everything I love. They call me a couple months later like, yo, I'm ready. I got the money now. I'll give you this much today. And then on the first, which today is what? Carl, the 20, what's today? The 22nd? 22nd. It's 22nd. Yep. We talking what? Eight days, eight, nine days from now? It's like, on the first, I give you the rest. And so, Ma, I started realizing if I gave it to them for free, they wouldn't even value the program. So I really had to ask myself, what is the function or the rationale behind you giving people money? Are you really helping them or are you hurting them? So, for me, see, that's kind of yeah. where I've been and, lately. And I want Carl, you to jump in on this, Maul, you to jump in on this. Um, but Maul, it kind of reminded me of what you talk about. And again, I, I, not to go too far off topic, but you know, you talk about people, the money that they do have, everything going towards liabilities, right? Mm. Like when people have, like, like, okay, somebody said, oh, I need to borrow. In, in this case, somebody who called me, you know, 2,500, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And they go, and then you give it to them is to pay off all their bills and like, oh, I got, you know, my car note and my house and like, but here, but back to our blue collar thing, I think we're pretty much taught to use our money to ba basically pay our liabilities. Like that's what we talk about. And so what E, what you're talking about, that person was actually very mature because they thought enough to say, you know what, this money that I have, although I don't have a ton of it. I'm going to invest it into myself to hopefully make myself better. Because again, that's the frustrating thing is like when you give somebody money, it's just money and it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like 
you're, you're no better a human. You're no smarter a human. You have no more skill than you had yesterday. And so the, the problem is going to come back. It's going to be cyclical. You'll repeat this again. And so real quick, Ma, speak to, and then Carl, jump in, speak to the mindset of with, with what you do have, investing into yourself in some kind of way so that you don't need to have that round and round problem of I need to borrow this same $500 next month and then the month after, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the hamster wheel analogy, right? It's just like if you don't have an out, you're going to be just spending and spending and spending. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, you have to like when I tell people about real estate or I'm telling you about um, that you have to take this money and, and make an investment with it. I'm not telling you this because it sounds good. I'm telling you this because if you don't do something different, then nothing different is going to take place in your life. Like you have to, uh, what's that, Carl, what's that door? I did a video one time, you know, when you go into the, the revolving office, door. the revolving door. And I did a video one time where I was just going around and around in the revolving door. And like the people that was coming in this office building, they didn't even know what I was doing. They didn't know it was a camera on me, but I wouldn't come out. I was literally just going around in a circle and people was looking at me and jumping in and I'm just going around. Until, and it, was, it took one person to actually stop that door. And they just stopped it. And he was like, are you okay? And then I walked out. <laughs> and I was just like, we're doing a video. Like, you just messed with the video, but I'm with glad the deep, you... No, are you okay? This is your life on the you... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> but in I'm that fine. video, but in that, it was just, it, it, was, it was like a light bulb went off. And even the people that was watching it, where you have to stop. You got to stop this madness in order for you to get out in order for you to be released out of this. And so when people come to me and ask me for money, um, and I know, and then it's at the point now where the cat's out the bag. Before, bro, I used to love, bro, I used to Literally, wear my police uniform. <laughs> I'm talking about, I used to wear my, I used to wear my police uniform all the time. I'm talking about, and I ain't never get a new one. I had holes in it. I'm talking about drywall <laughs> dust. You know, that's why I used to love driving that 93 Chevy Blazer because cats mm. see me and they'd be ain't like, no oh, expectation. Nah, I can't, oh, he need, no you know, expectation. He, oh, facts. They, they think I need help. So they was like, hey, bro, I was living a lie. Right, I was going to ask you for money, but hey, right. bro, keep holding my yeah, Mom right, was right. living a lie. He was fronting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But now the cat is out the bag, you know. So I don't, I see, if you give a person money, if I just give you cash, I'm doing a disservice to you. And not just to you, but to everybody else that's connected to you. I feel like, bro, like when, when you're blessed and you're a blessed, when you're blessed to be a blessing to other people, I can't just give you a fish. I got to teach you how That's to right. fish. That's right. And if I just give you this money, bro, you are going to lose it because you don't know how to. You don't know how to invest it. You don't know how to multiply it. And I think that's really what it comes down to. You don't know how to multiply it. So look, I'm not. And somebody might say, "Oh man, Ma, cheap. He don't want to." No, I'll give you. I would rather give you fifteen thousand dollars if I know you're going to invest it, right? If you're going to invest it and get a return then to just give you $1,000 and know that you're just going to lose that $1,000 and it's going to just go to somebody else. So the mindset, see, that you're talking about is anytime, and it's just not, it's, it's just even for, not just for me as an investor, but just anybody. Whenever I put money out, it has to come back. Yes. It has That's to come good, back. Ma. That's good. It has to come back. Why? Because I got, I got legacy on my mind. I got generational wealth on my mind. My money has to come back to me so that it can go to the next generation. 
But if I give you $1,000 without it coming back, that's not $1,000 missing from me. That's $1,000 missing from my grandkids. That's $1,000 missing from my community. It's $1,000 missing now that could have blessed somebody generation down the line. And so you have to, everybody listening to this podcast, whenever you spend money, you have to ask yourself, is this money coming back to me? Or how is it coming back to me? Or is this money just going out the window? That's good, Ma. Because if you're giving money to somebody else, trust what I'm saying. That money is not disappearing. It's going into somebody else's community. It's going into somebody else's pocket. It's going into somebody else's family's wealth. But how do you make sure that the money that you give out comes back? Ma, and we got to put a tracker on. We got to start putting trackers on our money, Ma. We got to put trackers on our money, Ma. Facts. I mean, that's the only way to create wealth, yeah. bro. That's the only way to create generational wealth. Ooh. Now, don't get me wrong. Over the years with daycare, bro, over the years with daycare centers, dog, and, and see, you know this, bro, we've given away. Now, I would never give away a million dollars, right? I would never give away a million dollars cash unless I had something. I'd give it to a charity if I was part of that charity and it was a way that I was attached to it where I can help this charity build on a million dollars, right? We're not going to just spend. We're going to always multiply, always multiply. But, um... But when you just think about, like, with the daycare centers, right, we've given away a million dollars worth of child care for free. We've given away, meaning that friends, families, um, uh, different relatives, uh, people that couldn't afford to have child care, we allowed their children to come to our daycares, and we took care of their kids for the, you know, child care. You're talking about kids that was in our daycare from six weeks to six years old. And when you add that money up, and I'm talking about people that's got, like, four or five kids in their family. But my whole mindset, even with giving you free childcare, I would talk to that friend, I would talk to that relative, and I would say, okay, we're giving you free childcare. You should be paying about $1,500 a month in childcare. What are you doing with that money right now? Like, we give, you don't have this bill right now. What are you doing with that money? Are you investing it? Are you saving it? Are you using it for something else? Or are you just now saying, oh, okay, man, we just about to go vacation every single month. We're about to go, you know, buy clothes, buy purses, buy bags, because now... You, you, you're taking away this 1500 that could have went to something else that was productive, that was multiplying. So that's the mindset, see, that you're talking about. You always have to multiply. I don't care what it is, bro. I don't care what it is Carl, with my children. I don't mind, I don't mind oh. giving my daughter that car because she's multiplying. She's multiplying. Yeah. Everything got to yeah. be multiplication. Carl, Carl you, didn't, you didn't stepped up into the, for, to the big leagues. You came the to the side. NBA from the G the League. Um and 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 also Carl, I want to know from you how again you know even yourself in terms of you know obviously you've been purchasing assets now and have a different mentality you know um, as well and again we're off topic from where I wanted to be but I think this is important as well uh, go ahead Carl yeah no I remember so growing up the church that we went to was like in the heart of the city so y'all know city life I'm talking about it's crackheads everywhere like and I remember like every. You know, every week there's some people that would literally wait on my on my dad. And my dad is like, dude, softest heart on planet Earth. So my dad every week would just give him a little something. And I just, I remember thinking this through like, yo, like, when does it end? Like, and, and my dad wasn't concerned. Like, he, I think one day he eventually followed one of the dudes and my man just went in, you know, blew it. He blew it doing dumb stuff. But I remember like, yo, like there's no end to this. Like if you do this, it's going to keep, like you're going to keep doing that. And, and it's funny, y'all, as we're talking, see, I'm not even hearing money. I'm hearing time. Like I'm not even hearing money no more. I'm hearing time. So like every time y'all hear me talk about money, like I'm, I'm thinking time. 
So time or money, like you giving, 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 giving. And to each point, if there's not a system that something is coming back or, or and not coming, mall, not necessarily coming back to you. I understand what you're saying in your context, but it's not growing. Let's say it like that. If there's not some result multiplying, if it's not some multiplication happening. So see, and this may sound crazy. I had a friend of mine hit me up. This was a college roommate. And he hit me up and he was like, yo, my daughter's not doing well. He was in medical school. Listen to what I'm saying, like closely. And this was a tough decision for me. His, his daughter wasn't doing well and he was trying to travel back and forth. He was in Cuba doing medical school there. And he's doing some stuff back and forth. And I was like, bro, like the amount you're asking me for, I can't give. I'll send you a couple of dollars. Watch this. Dude was like, yo, I'm this close to, same person, bro, I'm this close to finishing medical school. I need to finish up like this. Like I'm about to be a doctor and I just, I'm short here. Bro, I sent him more money for that than I did on the other one. And at first I was like, yo, this is uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Tamisha and I had conversations, but not that I didn't want to help him and his daughter. Like, but it was like, dude, like I, I have to have some kind of parameters. And it was, see, it was hard. I, I, I'll be honest. I, there's times that I felt like I should have done something. And I don't know if I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying like, these are the conversations that now I'm having to have with myself. Like, dude, he worked it out with his daughter. He ended up calling his brother, some other stuff. His brother worked the whole thing out, right? Could I have helped? Absolutely. But Ma, when I looked at the situation with him finishing med school, medical school, about to be a doctor and now multiply, and his, his, his daughter, let me say this, his daughter wasn't like deathly ill. Let me put some parameters. She went about to die and Carl was heartless. It was like he just wanted to get her back here out of that environment for a couple of weeks kind of thing. But when I think about him becoming a doctor, and like the impact that he was have, I was like, Tamisha, like, I just feel impressed. Like, this is something we should do because I could see the multiplication out of this. It's not a situation where I'm just blowing this. It ain't none coming back. It ain't none helping planet Earth to grow. So see, that's that's what I learned. But it was like from the burn of watching my dad, like week after week, it's the same dudes coming back. Like they they know like this almost like like this. My man clocking in for my dad. Like, he's sitting there waiting to clock in with my dad. And I was like, yo, I get it now. He used to say it all the time. Money don't fix money problems. Like, you can't, you can't buy and fix and pay your way out of that. Like, the, the um, what do you call it? The, the challenge with us is, Maul, to, to the revolving door thing. Like, dude, the, it's you have a stimulus. Like, we need something. And then there's this period of time. And then there's a response. It's what we do between that period of time that makes the difference in your life, my life, and everybody else's life. So until we can stop, like have an outer body experience and look at yourself in that hamster wheel, until you can stop and say like, I'm responding the same way to this all the time over and over. Like I can't help that no more, see? Yeah. I no. can't. No, no, no. I get it. And that's why I wanted to have the conversation because I think, you know, it, you do feel that pull though. You know what I mean? You feel that pull. And like Candace mm -hmm. said, you know, the other day, she was just like, yo, uh, uh, cause you know, that's my thing now. I'm like, E, I'm with you. We got so many programs and you know what I mean? Between, you know, game changers, master the game, make real estate real. Like we have, we literally have systems set up for people to learn, grow, develop, you know, uh -huh. be able to enrich their family, you know, their lives and things like that. And information changes situations. And that's what's so big. And so now my thing is like, like you guys are saying, I'd rather invest into somebody or invest into them being able to feed their family or take their family to the next level. But again, E, when somebody's drowning, you know, at the moment when they're in that, what you call, what, you, what they may deem to be an emergency, is that the time when you start saying, all right, do like, hey, your hand, you got I to come so. over the top. Yeah, no question. I think in some situations you do. And here's why I say it. That's actually how my uncle taught me how to swim. 
Like, because for whatever reason, just growing up in the city mall, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't had no pool in my backyard. Didn't nobody on the block have a pool in their backyard. You know, um, Boys and Girls Club didn't have a pool. <laughs> you feel me? Not the one I grew up with. They ain't had no pool. So I ain't know how to swim. And I remember going to Joy of Jesus camp. My uncle uh, was a, um, whatever you call it, bro. I don't know, like a camp advisor, whatever it is called. You know what I'm saying? But he knew how to swim. And, you know, they hired him. One of the reasons why they hired him is because, you know, he was cool with kids and he knew how to swim. Now, again, my grandma had 14 kids, Ma. So I have, I have an aunt younger than me. And I have uncles and aunts that's like a year older than me, two years older than me, like that. So he was, he was like, we was close in age. He could have been a senior probably in high school. I would have been a freshman. Or maybe he would have been, you know what I'm saying, whatever, in college. Freshman year in college or something. So we was cool. And I'll never forget, we went out, poor Huron. I was, you know, I wasn't afraid of the water, but I didn't know how to swim. And he actually put me on his shoulder and was like, oh, you know, playing around, took me out, stepping me out, Ma. But I feel mm -hmm. comfortable because it's my uncle. We go all the way out. Somebody's like, shark. He, he <laughs> take me off. He take, like, took me off. off my threw me. Yeah. Unk <laughs> took me off shore, threw me in the water. And I was like, Unk. He was like, you got to swim. Mm. And I was like, Unk, a shark. He said, you got to swim. And Ma, Boy, he turned into Michael Phelps. <laughs> hey, all I remember, <laughs> hey, here, here's what's crazy. I have to be Ooh. honest. While that was my first time swimming, it wasn't my first time hearing how to swim, Ma. Mm, you feel me? Like, that wait, wasn't the first wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There you, you go. Trying, Podcast hey, just Car started. Carl, yep. and, Carl and Ma did it to us last week. Now, here yeah. come E. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Going to take the long way home. I ain't on their level for sure. I ain't on their level for sure. the long way home. Yeah, but come for on. real, I had been around swimming before. Mm -hmm. I had been around people who swam. You know what I'm saying? We had a swimming pool at Henry Ford High School. Southfield Lake, you know what I'm saying? Like those places later on in life, I realized they had them, you know, but as a kid, and I think they might have had one in my middle school, but like elementary, we ain't had one, you know, but I seen people on TV do it. I had been around people who had done it. I just wasn't interested. But when I heard it was a shark coming, whatever hmm. it was that had been poured into <laughs> me earlier, Ma, yeah, I, when I tell you, I drew from it, I leaned yep. on it, you know, I'm learn mm -hmm. I learned from it. Before I knew it, Ma, I was in that Joker swimming. Not breaststroke. I'm not talking about breaststroke. Breaststroke. the breaststroke. You went straight for the, to the breaststroke on the floor. <laughs> the breaststroke, see? You know what wow. I'm saying? And I, I got in, got out, and when I got here out. Here goes the thing. Oh, sorry, you go yeah, for no, it. Yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. I'm good. No, no, no. I was going to say, listen, what you're talking about, though, is that fight or flight, Right. And the fight or flight is so important. And again, I talked about Buster Douglas, and this is where I was really trying to go, is sometimes when we bail people out, yeah. we remove that fight yeah. or flight yeah. instinct that is eventually yeah. going to take you to that next level. Yeah. So I'm just telling y'all, and again, I, I, I'm not trying to do the you know sob story at all, but I'm telling y'all, the level of hunger I had that we had, Carl, early on when maybe we had some Family members who doubt it. Maybe we had, again, you know, the situation happened at the bank. Um, you know, Candace, again, you know, taking care of all the yeah, bills. Can't, cheese, can't go to the Cheesecake Factory. No Cheesecake Factory. 
you know, her coworkers laughing at her behind her back, like, oh, your husband is just, you know, whatever. Like, those things are what drove us and made us and kept us hungry as you, like, I'm talking about, I can remember, like, literally not being able to sleep and being sick to my stomach because I wasn't where I wanted to be. Or I remember that feeling of, you know, the bill, you know, the, the rent the uh, rent for the month was like eight twenty five, and we had nine fifty in the account. Like I rem- and I'm telling you, getting through that is what actually got us to the next level. So what happens is, E may never have learned how to swim if somebody would have been like, "Oh, little fella, I got you," and throw him yeah. back up on his shoulder and walked him yeah. in. You've removed his fight or flight instinct that's naturally in all of us. Believe it or not, we all come with instinctual things, right? And so I I believe that if you take yourself to the brink, and again, that's why I talked about Buster Douglas. There is no way Buster wins that fight if he does not have the why of his mama to carry him through. And so... I guess, E, Maul, I want y'all to speak to that, that, that end of when you know you have to get it done and there's no other way, you'll take that way. It's like this. If, if, if it's, let's say I'm out in the woods, right, and it's a bear. Bro, I'm out of here. I could run any direction. You feel me? Like, I could go up a tree. I could try to jump in the lake. I could run back to the campground. I could go this way, that way, this way. Cool. That's flight. You out of there. I'm telling you, if I'm in my office right here and my back is in that corner and the bear coming at me, I'm not saying I'm going to win. But I understand that there's no other option other than to fight. And when you step in, and that's kind of how I was telling Candace the other day, and, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to give away the conversation too much, but when the person was asking, I'm like, yo, we about to step in and throw the life jacket when it's like, Maybe it's time they learn how to swim. Maybe yeah, this no is the best environment no to learn question. how to swim because to E's point, yeah. you've been around swimming forever and you never yeah. asked for lessons. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've offered lessons. Yeah. And you didn't want them. Yeah. And now you're in it and I'm supposed to throw you the life jacket and you may never learn. So Let again, me say this. So this is why I love my uncle. Three things. So the first one is, you just said the first one. And I, and I want y'all, the givers now, Make sure you send this to them, to the people that's asking you for money so it can help you. This podcast is designed for you never to have to respond to them again. You can just send them this, and you ain't never got to tell them no. Just say, I'm sending you this, right? So number one, there are, be- there are uh, good, better, best. Never let it rest. So your good is better and your better is best. There are the best environments for people to learn. Me... Thinking, my, my uncle was strategic, y'all. Don't miss the point. I know C talking about drowning, but I'm trying to tell y'all. My uncle was a trained swimmer. He was a lifeguard. He was certified. He wasn't trying to put me in harm's way. What my uncle realized is that, man, E, you a people person. You love people, E. You love these kids. You love being with these kids. I love this camp, Ma. This was the best place I've ever been in my life. My uncle realized your inability to swim is stopping you from being able to do what you love to do. Because once they start going out and swimming, Carl Setti from Barbados, 
Carl, you know, as swimmers, they don't stay by the shore. They go out. So they was going out playing volleyball, basketball, and a swim, uh, uh, Marco Polo. I couldn't do it, Ma. It wasn't a swimming pool. We were in Lake Huron. So they were able to go all the way out where the stream, you know what I'm saying? It was like, don't go past this. They was out past them jokers having a good time. I couldn't go. My uncle felt sorry for me. My, my, my uncle felt me. And he was like, yo, I got to teach this kid how to swim. Because right now, he's living a limited life. I got to teach this boy how to swim. And the best environment for him to learn how to swim, because he didn't learn when it was comfortable, I got to make it uncomfortable for him now. I got to put him in the best environment. So as his uncle, I'm taking a risk because he could hate me for the rest of his life and go, why you do me like that, Unc? Well, my mom would have been pissed had I drowned. And this is not a swimming pool, Maul. This is not, this is not chlorine. When you out in Lake Huron, it's dark. You know, the water dirty. So it ain't like my uncle could just go under and be like, there you go right there. My uncle took a risk. And some of y'all, you're so concerned about how people are gonna feel about what you tell them that you're yeah. not thinking about them. Yeah. And you gotta think about them. And my uncle thought about me and was like, what? Now let me tell y'all number two. <clears throat> Whew. Y'all know how I felt when I got on that shore and my uncle told me it wasn't no shark. Listen to me. Bump First of shark. all, you was in the lake, so I'm, you was in the I'm lake. sorry. <laughs> right. when, I I got you, back, when you out there, you hear shark, you like, hey, Lake Placid. This might be something <laughs> in this joint. Hey, right. So I, like you said, see, I, my man probably couldn't swim in that little foolishness anyway. Uh, I, I, I got back, and when I stood there, Ma, and they said, hey, ain't no shark out there. I was like, bump the shark. I didn't even care with no shark. I was like, yo, I know how to swim. Mm. Imagine swim. the first time, Ma, you've ever done something. I was like, yo, I know how to swim. Mm. I, man, Ma, I felt so good, Ma. I wasn't even tripping on my uncle that he lied. Guess what I did, Ma? Guess what the first thing I did when they told me there wasn't no shark out there? Went right back out. Went right I back went out right there. back out in that joint. And they couldn't pull me out. I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell you. I'm trying to tell y'all. Let people go, y'all. Because if my uncle, if it really was a shark, I mean, if it really wasn't a shark, but my uncle was like, you know what, he ain't gonna get it. Let me just go get him. He let me stay out there, y'all, till I got it on my own. He went mm. back to the sh Y'all, he walked back. He wasn't even standing next to me. He got out the way. You know what he would have robbed me of, Ma, if I wouldn't have learned how to swim? I'd have been, my mm. rest of my life, I wouldn't have been able. Now, here's the third part that's so important. Ma, I promise you, I ain't never went to go get swimming lessons after that. I never went to go mm. get swimming lessons after that. And I'm building a pool in my backyard. I still know how to swim, doggone it. To this day. I still know how to swim. Right mm, now, I know I like how to it. swim. I ain't never took yeah. no lessons. I ain't never done no yeah. advance. I got better on my own. You feel me? I got better. I would see people doing stuff. They was underwater. <laughs> I, I, they, they was um, um, floating. I was like, oh, we can float? <laughs> you can float? I know you can float. I started swimming more without my hands, like on my yeah. back, just kicking my feet, you know, relaxing. I'm like, oh, I know I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started trying to fake it with the butterfly boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't that sweet at that. But, you know, I'm just saying, I've learned how to go breathe, breathe, under, breathe, under, wow. breathe. I, more, I learned from that one, I'm trying to tell you. One experience. That one experience. And when you rob people by giving them money, you rob them. You rob them of being independent. You rob them of autonomy. You rob them to being their own boss. 
You robbed them of having information that they could grow on and they could give to others. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. See, see, just making it up. Like, I don't know how you learn. I swear he might not learn like that. But that's how I learned. And in my ignorance, I never wanted to teach people that way because yeah. I always felt like, what if my uncle had messed up and it didn't work? And I always yeah. focused on what if it didn't work? If I let somebody drown and they drown, what's going to happen? And now I'm like, no, stop focusing on that part and focus yeah. on if you saved them, they drowned already, Maul. They drowned already, mm. Ma. They already drowned, Ma. Mm. If you save That's... a person, he already drowned. What was the purpose of you doing what you did? They drowned. Save, save them by teaching them. Don't save them good, good. Yep. by being a, what's the word they use? A codependent. Codependent. Don't do that to them. Save mm. them. For real, save them. And don't try to save your feelings or how they're going to look at you. Say. <laughs> Don't say hey, her. Crazy, she don't want to be saved. Don't say her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. <laughs> hey, ain't it crazy how, like in that same kind of situation, e when a person is drowning? Yeah, you just think about it, when a person drowning. The first thing they do is they look for person. They right, look for somebody. Right. They start screaming, "Help! Help!" Yep. Right? They start screaming, "Help! Help!" You're looking for somebody to save you. But now I need everybody else listening now and see. This hmm. is how my mentality is. Imagine, you know, if you was in that situation drowning, you're, the first thing that you're going to do is start flapping your hands everywhere, looking for your uncle in East case or looking for somebody else to save you. Now I want you to put yourself on the shore and I want you to imagine one of your kids in that water. And I imagine, I want, and you can't swim or you think you can't swim. And you imagine hmm. your kids in that water and ain't nobody else that's going to save them. What you going to do then? Are you going to still have that same kind of mentality? You're looking around, screaming, help, help, my kid is no. in the water drowning? No. Or are no. you going to go take off and go run in that water and go save your child? In that same kind of way. That's how you got to look at your finances. Yeah. That's how you got to look at That's your good, life. That's good, Ma. That's good, Ma. You got to look at your life like, man, my children, if I don't survive, if I don't breathe, if I don't make it out of this, my kids are going to drown. Not just me, but my children are going to drown. So right now, you got the opportunity to learn something, to take on this information, take on any information and learn it, because if not, then your child is going to drown. They're going to drown, so too. So yeah, you might feel like you're going to survive or whatever, or you look like you okay with asking for help or looking around for help. Right. But your children, you are wow. the only you one that's going to save your children in the space wow. where they got to ask somebody else for it because you didn't teach them how to hey. swim. And, and, and ain't just... it amazing, though? But it's amazing. If you think about it, think about all the stories, see, of, of people who... Who, who had miraculous cars, strength. All kinds of had, stuff, yeah. Who, you, you can find a different kind of strength level, E, when it comes to your children. Sometimes that same strength level ain't there for you. You go to the gym, you can't even lift 100 pounds, but let a car be on the chest of your child. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. you, you're going to find the strength from somewhere to get your child out of that situation. So sometimes you got to bypass yourself and don't even focus on you. Focus on those that's after you. Focus yeah. on your kids. And then you're going to get that strength to go forward. You're going to get the strength to go through a course or find yeah. a way to get yeah. out of that revolving yeah. door because your children can't breathe. Yeah. They need you. So so for me, we had, you know, um, y'all been to my parents' house. You know, Morris Park Pool is mm -hmm. right down the street. We got like the biggest pool in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, look, yeah. it's like... like they built it oh, off the ground. See, it's like yeah, an amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, been there forever. Um, back in the day, it, it, I mean, it's still the biggest pool in Lansing, but it's a huge pool. It's like a five-minute walk from my parents' house. And so there was a divider between the shallow end and the deep end. And, you know, I, I feel like I was able to get through a lot of stuff early in life uh, because my brother was older than me. 
and they would always be doing stuff. So by the time he got ready to do it, I wanted to do it too. You know how that go. I, and Maul tell you, I got pictures at the crib. I rode a bike with no training wheels at two, like flat. You know what I'm saying? Because my brother was five, and they started taking their training wheels off. I took mine off. And now I was about probably as big as a five-year-old, but still. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you had to take a swimming test, and you had to swim the whole length of the pool at the rope before you could go to the deep end. And they had a diving board at the deep end. So to... Carl and, and, and uh, E's point, bruh, I wanted to fit in with the big kids because I wanted to go on the diving board. Now, here's the thing. My friends were all telling me like, yo, don't go down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do it. You're going to die. You, it, like, the, I, the deep end back then, you thought, but you talk about sharks. Like, I, we thought it was, you was for sure going to die when you're young. But I didn't listen to those voices. I, I went on ahead myself. And a lot of people out there, you're listening to the voices of the people who have never swam, who are scared to swim, and what happens is you start believing that foolishness. Oh, that's right? a good like, word. So, okay, I, I'm, I'm going there. You that's know what I'm saying? Preach, preacher. <laughs> come on, so come had, on. So listen, so listen, I had to, and I got to be transparent. I had a moment myself. Like, I had to check myself the other day. So, true story. I, me and Trey sitting up watching Back to the Future, Right? And Marty McFly, you know what I'm saying? One of my favorite movies. I love it because Trey's at that age now where we don't have to just watch cartoons. Like I right. can watch like my old favorites. Right. I hate cartoons. They right. they little stupid cartoons. So like we could watch like real movies together. You know what I'm saying? So like, and he love them. Like we watching Rookie of the Year, Little Giants, Angels in the Outfield, you know, stuff like that, which I can sit down and watch. So we watching Back to the Future. You know, Marty McFly got his skateboard. Mm -hmm. So we watch it, Carl, and Trey like, the next day, he wakes up out of his sleep almost like, Daddy, I want a skateboard. And I'm like, bruh, a skateboard? Like, that's like a death trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, And not to mention, Trey Huge. I'm like, you ain't even built like no skateboarder, son. So he like, Dad, I want a skateboard. I said, all right, we'll, we'll think about it. So then later on, I, I'm working all day, come down, dinner time. Candace like, what's up with your son and this skateboard? I said, what? He she like, he's been talking to me about this skateboard all day long. And Trey don't really get, he he not really on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually he'll let something go and whatever. So we wake up the next morning. He like, dad, can I get a skateboard? I said, man, listen, dog. You know what I'm saying? Skateboards are hard to ride, whatever, right? So he like, um, I need a skateboard. So Avery needs a new bike, right? Because she about to start learning how to ride her bike. So I'm like, man, all right. It was Friday. I said, I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'm going to take Avery to get a bike, and we'll see if there's a skateboard there for Trey. Now, Trey needs a new bike, too, because, you know, he's getting huge. So I was going to buy him a bike anyway, but I didn't tell him I was going to buy him a bike. So we go to the first store, and I get Avery. I find Avery's bike, but they don't have skateboards. And Trey asking, like, Dad, do they got skateboards? I, I look. I'm like, they don't have skateboards. So I'm in line to pay for the bike. And the guy next to me hears Trey talking about a skateboard. And he was like, hey, how old is your little man? And I was like, he's six. He's like, oh, man, it sounds like he want a skateboard. I said, yep. He said, man, don't do it. Hmm. I said, what? He was like, yeah, my son's nine. He was like, man, he got a skateboard, and it was a nightmare. I paid a bunch of money for that thing. He fell off so many times and, you know, bleeding and, you know, came in crying every day. Preach, right? preacher. No, no, no. Yep. I'm going somewhere. Uh -huh. I said, so, so 
here go the thing. Y'all thinking, oh, see, deep, you know, he's been around E forever. He's like, all right, I'm going to get the skateboard. This is my baby. So I was like, oh, no. Nah. So, so I was like, really? Bro, I'm panicking now. I'm like, because mm-hmm. Trey, like, I'm on the skateboard thing, right? So we, we get Avery's bike, put the bike in the trunk. We get in the car. Trey's like, dad, can we go somewhere else and try to find a skateboard? So I say, Trey, how about this? Let's not do the skateboard right now. How about I buy you a new bike? Now, he don't even know that I was already going to buy him a bike anyway. <laughs> I said, I'll buy you a brand new bike. You can pick it out, whatever. And he was like, okay. And I could tell he wasn't really buying it, right? So then we riding in the car for about five minutes. We're going to Dick's Sporting Goods. He says, Daddy, I don't want a bike. I want a skateboard. So I'm like, man, go to Dick's. They don't have skateboards. I said, Trey, look at this bike right here. I buy you this bike. He said, Dad, I want a skateboard. I'm like, all right. So I get on my phone. I go on Google. I'm saying this boy dead set on the skateboard, right? So I go to this place. I find this place called Zoomies or something like that. Y'all, y'all probably seen it in the mall or something like that. But they said, I call them. They like, yo, we got skateboards. So I was like, Lord have mercy. So we go into the store. We got our masks on, everything. Bro, we get, I'm like, yo, where the skateboard's at? They at the back. They got like a skate shop inside of there, right? So I go and I'm like, yo, my son want a skateboard. So how old is he? Six. Okay, cool. He need this kind of board. Mind you, I'm looking for like the uh, Paw Patrol skateboard. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> give me like the, the easiest. He like, oh, no, we ain't got them. We just got skateboards. So so he, so he I'm like, all right, well, which one you think? He, he's six. Which one you think would be good for him? He said, oh, this one would be good. Now, mind you. Trey ain't never stepped on a skateboard a day in his life. True story, y'all. He puts, he, he puts it on the ground. He goes, go ahead, try it out, little man. True story. Trey puts his right foot on the skateboard, goes to put his left foot on the skateboard, and I'm talking about does a somersault backflip and about lands on his neck in the store, and the skateboard goes flying across the whole store. I'm talking about like it might have hit some customers. That joint was out of there. I looked, at, I was like, yo, I'm talking about like immediately. Boom. I was like, yo, he didn't even try to go nowhere. I looked at him. I was like, yo, you all right? He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like he was kind of embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? So dude went and ran and got the skateboard. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to slow down. Like you got to put it, your foot on it like this. And dude kind of showed him how to do it. Right. Trey goes, all right. No, no joke. Puts his right foot on, tries to do what my man told him. Shoom. I'm talking about hurt. I'm talking about like hurting. And I'm sitting there like skateboard across the whole store. Now people looking at him like, yo, little man about to kill himself. I, 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 so we got masks on, right? Bro, this is no joke. And it, like I almost got emotional in this moment because it hit me. And I was like, wow. And I was proud of my son. Carl, I bent over because, you, you know, the mask, it, you know, it's kind of hard to hear. It's muffled. You know, they got the music playing in the store or whatever. I bent over and I was like, son, listen to me, bro. You young, skateboarding is hard. Why don't we come back when you about nine or 10, when you got a little bit more coordination? I said, and you here go my thing. I'm going back to the bike. I said, let's leave right now. I'll go buy you whatever bike you want. Now, twice my son has been humiliated in the store and flew mm-hmm. off the skateboard and I'm talking about fell hard. I'd have been dead, first of all. 
I'm talking <laughs> about bit, not like a little like oh fell over yeah, and kind of yeah. like I mean like straight on your back fall, and he grabbed the back of my head and pulled me down to where my ear was by his mask, and he said, "Daddy, I want the skateboard." Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's um, I told my man. I said, "My man seen us having a little huddle, and he thought I could see it in his face. He thought no way they about to buy the skateboard." Little man done crashed and burned twice in a row. I looked at my man and said, we'll take it. He said, what? I said, we'll take it. He wants the skateboard. He was like, wow, all right, cool. I promise y'all. Trey came home. I made him, oh, bro, I, I bought him like helmets, iPads, knee pads. Oh, oh. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has fallen off that skateboard 500 times. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He ain't dead. And he's still trying and he's yes. starting to get the hang of it. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, wow, man, like I almost robbed my baby yeah. of an incredible life yeah. moment because yeah. of my fears. That's right. Your fears. Yep. Right. He didn't have none. Yeah. Oh. He was not tripping. Trey was like, yo, I want this. He never wavered from wanting the skateboard and wanting to be on the other side. Like he was like, yo, I That's saw good. Back to the Future. I want to know how to ride a skateboard. He in the garage now every single day and I hear him fall and I hear him go, ah. Uh, uh, but he's not dead and he's learning. And I'm yep. telling you, man, so many people, you go through life and you're so scary and you're so unwilling to put forth that maximum effort uh, because you think uh, you're going to fall and you think it's going to hurt and you think you're going to drown. It's a full conference. <laughs> you, come on, man, that you never get to that level. And yeah. I'm just telling you, man, if yeah. you could get on the other side of it uh, and understand on, that see? it's okay, you're not about to die. Like you're yeah. not about to die. Yeah. Like Buster Douglas probably went into the fight and was like, yo, I got hit by Mike Tyson and I, I fell. I hit the ground. Yep, I did. But I'm still alive. Hold <laughs> up. I'm still Man, it hurt a little bit, but I'm still alive. And I'm the telling y'all. The boogeyman ain't real. The boogeyman ain't real. And I'm telling y'all, man, has such a life moment. And I apologize yeah. for taking so long on that story. No, but no, I really did. It, it was an emotional experience. When Trey pulled my head down to his mat, he had his little mask on. He had his hat on. He was just like, Daddy, I want the skateboard. I said, man, let's go. Like, bro, I almost jammed you up. And just uh, for uh, for those of y'all out there, you got people who, you know, jamming you up. You know what I mean? And telling you, oh, that ain't for you. Don't uh, don't start investing in real estate, Carl. We don't do that. Don't try to be an entrepreneur, E.T. You come from GM. Ma, don't try to be a millionaire. You come from a police family. All of us are here because we bucked conventional wisdom and we did not listen to the people telling us not to get on the skateboard. Hey, do you do you know? And I I, I almost like I, I'm sure I said this on here before, but it still fits the context. Do you know what happens? They used to train lifeguards. Listen to what I'm saying. You're drowning for real, for real. They used to train lifeguards to knock you to blank out. Right, right. That's what they right. trained the lifeguards to do. Like you not about they call it. It's literally called the death grip. Somebody's drowning and they can grab onto you. Bruh, y'all both about to die. So they're trained. I think they've changed it now. They teach you more some moves to loosen the grip and all that. Yep. But bruh, if you were that, listen to where I'm going. If you were that out of control, somebody takes full control over your life and your experience. They knock you out, Maul. Punch to the face, knock you out, you passed out. Now they just drag you behind to the shore and you catch hey, yourself. Hey, that, like, that sound like my nine to five job I used to work. <laughs> hey, they just knock you out, E. 
They just knock you out and they say, come on, boy, just, just come on to work every day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I want people to hear that. So again, it goes back to if you're not taking some kind of control to see his point. See, do you understand the confidence that from this moment on for the rest of Trey's life, you can you as a father now can use this against him? Bro, do you remember the skateboard? Oh, no question. You remember how that you remember how you got no through question. that? Bro, yep. it ain't nothing else in life that's gonna top that experience because you showed that it was hard, it was difficult, but you were able to get through it. So I don't care what college class you you take, I don't care what girl tell you, like she ain't like you right now. Bro, yep. it ain't it don't matter. You got yep. the foundation of I can now go past this, I can learn to swim. So I'm telling people, man, you it, See, the Charles Barkley thing. You don't have confidence because you don't do nothing. Right, right. Me and Mustafa was having a conversation yesterday. Barkley don't play golf, so he looked crazy. He ain't got no confidence in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start doing something, E, when you do start breaststroking and putting one arm in front of the other, when you start... Breaststroke was the best stroke, baby. It's a confidence that comes from, like, all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, like, I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I just moved a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, I'm going to end it on this. You know, y'all know the dumbest thing? Tamisha does child development. That's what she teaches. do you know that you learn like babies like naturally swim? Hmm. Yep. Yep. Like we're oh, born yeah. with the natural ability to swim. Is that swim? black babies too or just white babies? Because I don't <laughs> never see nobody throwing their black babies. The white, I've always seen the white babies in the video. <laughs> so see, I, don't know. I, think, I don't know if it's genetic, but they be throwing them white babies in there like oh, six they weeks. Be swimming too. Hey, man, but, get but in I'm there. Saying, understand that. Understand the context of the very yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. you're fighting. You yep, know how yep. to do like innately Instinct, from yeah, birth. Instinctual. Instinctively, yeah, you got Here's what's so deep. You actually, that's why I told Candace. I said, yo. It's actually, and again, if you can't swim, you're probably going to think I'm telling a lie, but Carl could tell you because he's a swimmer. Me and Carl are like real swimmers, right? And E2 sound like since he figured out, you know what I'm saying? But listen, no, 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 no. I just mean like I'm a strong swimmer, right? Like I'm a strong swimmer. Here's what I told my wife when she was learning to swim and she was like, yo, that helped me a ton. I said, you actually have to try harder to drown than you do to swim. Yeah. Yeah. Your body naturally wants naturally. to stay up. Like your body float. in the water, your body is designed to float. I mean, with the most minimal effort. And I would show her, like, I would go to the deep end and like, bro, one flutter, and I could stay up for like more, like another minute. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're the reason you're feeling that pressure is because you're so tight. You're purposely trying to drown, if you will. Right. <laughs> and that's what's so crazy, Carl, is like you said, we're actually born with it. And we're taught the fear of don't try that. Absolutely. You probably was born with a gene that was like, yo, you should be a multi-million dollar uh-uh. entrepreneur. But somebody stuck the nine to five code in you and was like, this yep. is all you got. And then you was looking yep. at entrepreneurship like, oh, when that should have been you the whole time. Carl, can I step in Look your world for just one Maul second? Face. Maul like, y'all, <laughs> Maul like, I'm about to take this podcast. Hey, no, I'm just, bro, I'm just, I'm, hey. hey, I feel like, hey, hey, I feel like a proud father right you now, feel dog. Me? I just, hey, no, feel see, me? I'm just sitting back, bro. I'm, hey, I want to hey. go in Carl's realm for one minute. I'm not going to stay there long. Go for it, yeah. And act go like I'm, it. you know, a biologist. But when C said that, Carl, you know what hit me? The reason why it's so easy to swim, because 75% of your body is water. Right, right. I'm, right. You, I'm just saying, tw- twenty. You letting. I just want to make it plain for my GED listeners. Mm. You letting twenty five percent out. You letting twenty five percent of who you are dominate seventy five percent of what you are. Wow. Like, come on, that don't even make sense. So a lot of you in your real life, you letting the twenty five percent of whatever they call reality overdo wow. or 
dominate yeah. no, right. or cancel out the 75%. Listen to me very carefully. My wife doesn't know how to swim, but my wife also doesn't, didn't know wealth. She hadn't been exposed mm. to wealth. She grew up nine to five. When Ma introduced her to the concept of don't live on the right side, live on the left side, this is how natural it is. She grown. <laughs> now, hmm. what part is she living on, Ma? Uh, she off the menu. She off it the menu. No menu. She off the menu. She off the menu now, Ma. Mm -hmm. yeah. she, let me tell you something. This girl off the menu. Off the she menu. off the menu. But here's what's happening. She is making me because I love her and I want to I wanna swim with her. Mm -hmm. I ain't said nothing to her about, hey, you might want to come back on the left side. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, like, yo, right. you want to go off the diving board? You want to jump like off the Olympic diving board into the water? Whatever you want to do, I want to do it. Ma, I've been getting more calls, more opportunities that will require less work from me. You know what I'm saying? And put me in a way better position. But what Didi did when she got off the menu was she challenged me. She challenged the 75% in me to go even deeper. And so to see his point, what happens when you live on the right side of the menu or you even cheaper than that and you just every little penny you hold on to it, you don't understand what you're doing. While you are being a penny pincher, and I'm not talking about uh, being economically wise. It's different. I'm talking about when you're being tight because your concept is I'm not going to get no more. I'm not going to get no more. And so you hold on. So what happens when you do that, Maul, whether you know it or not, you are actually, uh, come on, give me a word, God. You're actually um, suffocating because we're talking about swimming now. You're actually suffocating, Maul, your superpowers, your creativity. Why? Because it don't make sense to be creative if you're not going to use it. So the more you penny pinch, the more you hold on to what you have, the less giving you do, the less you're able to tap into the creative. So where I'm at, Maul, is, yo, forget that. You know, I got a young lady whose daughter got accepted into college, and she's like, yo, I ain't got no change. I'm like, let's talk through this. Look, I was the one who was going to pay. Ken's like, pay for what? You got institutions all over the world that's giving away money. Let's just spend a couple minutes doing our research, and we can get our money from somebody else. You ain't even got to spend it. Again, Maul, we talking about the creative so now with Diddy living off the menu, my creative juices are kicking in. Can I be real with you? I would much rather be creative and live my creative life and not have to worry about the menu than to come in with a little Crown Royal bag with some coins in it and be like, how much can I get for, not for the Crown a rib? Royal. How much is a rib? How much? Okay. One rib. If a small fry costs a dollar, what, how, how much can I get for half of Small fry. You feel me? I'd rather, I, man, I'm at that crib looking around, and man, I'm telling y'all, God is so good. We stayed for 30 days, came home. God is so good because even coming home, Maul, even coming home is a lesson. You know, even coming back is a lesson. You know, um, my wife wanted to be there for three or four days. We stayed for 30. And my wife was like, yo, 30 wasn't enough. It was still some things I needed to get done. Like, I almost got everything done, but I, if I'd have had another week or two. And so I'm like, wow, you talking about it like, we talking about it like it's a resort when it's our home. And we can go back to it whenever. But I'm just saying the creative 
juices in me flowing now. And I had some opportunities maybe, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I sat down. I can't say the name right now. Uh, it will come to you guys later. Um, but I've got a major opportunity to do some stuff, ma uh, mainstream, media, mall. And the Lord was like, the reason why that door didn't open 12 months ago is because even though you were sitting in the room with them, in your mind, you didn't really want to do it. You was just sitting in there because you just wanted to see what they thought about you and your giftedness. Right, right. Oh, uh, y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. And why didn't I want to do it? I had paid my house off. Which C was like, yo, E, I ain't trying to be funny. You think I'm like, I'm hating on you? I'm not hating on you. But the worst thing you could have ever done was pay your house off, E. Why? Ain't, ain't no shark no more, E. You ain't got ain't no shark in the water, E. C was like, yo, this is scary, E. But I was feeling good. Like, I paid the crib ball. I ain't got no car note. I don't got no no note. I ain't got no and, note. And, and, and not to mention, I got to say it. And you're giving up your number one tax right off. Yep. <laughs> I just got to right, 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 right. throw that in, too. I'm just being real, Ma. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I was on with. I don't want no tax, bro. I don't want nothing. I want to be... I want to be secure. Mm. <laughs> That's where I was at, mm. Ma. I want to be secure. And guess what happened? As soon as the secure valve was shut, boom, you secure. The creative boy was like, cut the creativity off. He don't need this one no mm. more. He don't need, he don't need, he's safe now. He's secure. He don't need nothing more. Cut the creative off. He don't need no more ideas. He don't need that. He ain't doing nothing. He don't, oh, you he, know, he, I was nervous. I'm talking I about both, both kids going it. through college. House paid off. I said, oh, I Lord. ran a good race. Oh, I was waiting on <laughs> hey, you to call me like, hey. I was taking my shoes off like Scotty Pippen. I was taking my oh, shoes wow. off like Scotty. <laughs> you feel me? And, uh, hey, I. Go for it, Carl. Go for it. Oh, no. I, I was saying, I, I always, I always struggle with that parable of the talents. Like, until, you know, recently. And it's just like, yo, you, you to the point where you about to just take your talent, that that whatever the talent you had, and just bury that joint, and we good from this point on. Mm. And that, bruh, it's it's over from there. It's mm -hmm. over. It's, it's over. You about that, to have that's that sucker ripped from you. Right, but that's why we always get back on that whole legacy, boy. That whole generational uh, wealth. That you know, don't that end. Because, right, you because when you're running for yourself and you accomplished everything that you set for yourself, you kind of say, oh, okay, man, I ran a good race. I fought the good fight. <laughs> but hmm. now, all of a sudden, when you when you put your kids in mind, that's a whole nother race. Yeah. It's like, man, I yeah. need to run this race for them because uh, they yeah. are not in a position to run it on their own right yeah. now. And then if you get to the point where your kids are older like E and making a bunch of money like E kids is making right now, cool. My kids are going to have kids one day. Yeah, No question. Yeah. And I'm so dogging me media. Don't end. Yeah, let me run a race for them right yeah. now. So you could run the race for so many different individuals. Yeah. That's what generational wealth is all about. Yeah. And I think the problem with our community or a lot of us in this nine to five life, we are only concerned with running a race for us. Yeah. We, are, we, yeah. we think we fresh because we winning at the race for ourselves. Yeah. We got promoted. Oh man, I'm in the front of the, I'm in the front of the race. Yeah. <laughs> and when you think about it generationally, you are so far behind. You are so far behind, so you got to think outside of yourself. You got to think outside of the race you're running, and you got to think about passing yeah. the baton on. Yeah. And you know, to as many generations you as you can, Ma, to see how many generations, to as many as you can, to see how many generations, like that's the new game, Ma. How many generations can you take care of before they get here? How far yeah, can and you I, go? And the, th and the thing about it is, is that, and people really need to understand, you watching the clock. 
you're looking at the clock. You look at, or you're looking at rather who's in front of you or who's behind you. But the race is a race against time. That's what this whole thing is about. Carl, you said it earlier that you see time. You don't see money. This whole thing in life is nothing more than a race against time. How much can I accomplish? How much can I advance the family? Advance the family during this time period while I'm here, while I'm running the race. How much, what can I do to advance this team? Your family is a team and you can't let fear, you know, just looking at Trey, man, just, just the lesson just that you just got to talking about, see, is, is, I mean, I hope people actually catch that thing, man. That fear, he, at the end of the day, he fell 500 times, but he's still alive. He's still alive. You know how many times somebody has tried to talk me out of something? Hey, Jay, you don't want to get in real estate, man. Man, my, my cousin's friend, brother, sister's uncle tried real estate and the tenants, man, they just messed the building up. And you start letting that information get in your head. Then you start saying, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. That period right there, well, you say, maybe I shouldn't do this. Imagine if Jamal King would have never gotten into real estate. Look at how many thousands of people been blessed from that. Yeah. I had people wow. tell us we you shouldn't start other people with their generation, Ma. Wow. Yeah. Bro, we shouldn't start daycare centers. Bro, you don't want to do that, man. Man, kids, man, parents, they, man, you don't want to do that. Look at how many people. I told you, we just gave away. We gave over the last 12 years, we've given away over a million dollars worth of free child care to people to position their kids, to position their family so they could now get the type of house they want by now because they don't have to pay for child care now. Bro, I don't know if I ever told y'all this. I had people tell me, Jamal, don't be a speaker. No, you don't want to do that. You set yourself up for failure. And the reason why you set yourself up for failure is because you're standing next to the number one motivational speaker in the world and he's going to make you look like you can't even talk. He's going to make you look like... Like, like, seriously, like you, you setting yourself up for failure. You cannot win. If you want to start speaking, start off slow. Start off small. Toastmasters. Go, to to go to the local school council. Go to Toastmasters. You know, do something else, but you don't want to embarrass yourself. You, you've been doing very well and everything else you've been doing in life. You don't want to do that game. Now, you're going to kill it in real estate. You're going to kill it in business. You don't want to do this. Imagine if I would have listened to them people, man, telling me, to, telling me don't get on the skateboard because it's going to kill you. Imagine that. Imagine that. Where would my life be? My whole life has always been about people telling, putting fear inside of me and me overcoming that fear. And on the other side of that fear, man, just look at how sweet life is, man. Yeah. Just look at, at how at sweet At some it point, is. we're going to talk about those of you who are listening and saying, yo, I, I, I didn't get on the skateboard 20 years man. ago. You know, I didn't get on the skateboard 10 years ago. How do I get that thing back? But uh, I yeah, almost no, got off the treadmill but, 45 but, minutes ago. No, yeah, because he tried to talk me out of. <laughs> I, I gotta get eat. You know what I'm saying? Like I see. Uh, he the, got a he got a, what? An hour 30. I see the I see the sweat I went dripping. Four, I went um, yeah. I went 30. Uh, I almost got off in 40. C told me I was about to pass out. I'm about to pass out for real now. Now okay. he's here. Yeah, yeah. I said I see you got you got the limp going. It's like you barely. You know what I'm saying? You got to dive across the finish line. Uh, but uh, real quick, the reason he's able to walk for. 90 minutes of podcast is because he on that Organifi, all right? Yeah, Shout go. out to Organifi, the Superfood Green Juice Powder. They're also the sponsor uh, of this podcast, man. You know what it is, man. Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS. Get 20% off your order. Go get whatever you need. It's not just the green juice powder, man. They got all kind of stuff for your health yeah. and wealth needs. You already know, so go check them out, Organifi.com. As always, too, this podcast is sponsored by Make Real Estate Real. I think we got a dope testimonial. Carl, put it up on the screen so I can read it real quick. We got uh, sure. Keontae and Sean. Shout out to them. Uh, man, yeah. they were one of one of Maul's, you know, prize pupils going through 
uh, make real estate real here. And look, my eyes bad. Don't don't uh, people laugh at me. All right. So it says, it? yep, I got you. Uh, it says we spent last weekend in Chicago with our amazing make real estate real broker Danielle and checking on our properties uh, numbers in each pick. Uh, a couple in the neighborhood saw our shirts and started chatting with us. By the end of our conversation, they had committed to signing up for the course. We also <laughs> just sent the course to some friends of ours. Our passion for make real estate real is very real. Sean and I have been burned by real estate gurus in the past, so we can appreciate what Maul has done putting together uh, the integrity of everyone on his team. Keep pushing wherever you are in your real estate journey. If you keep pushing forward, this will work for you. Uh, we are doing amazing and great as a group, and I love reading and seeing the pics of everyone's progress. And for those of you just listening, we got it up on the screen. Carl, let's see a few of their properties here. Um, they got, I know they got, uh, I, I saw them. I was able to see them in the alumni joint, but here's one. Uh, looks, It says property number two. I'm not sure, but uh, purchase price 205, rehab 250, ARV no, 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 395. Rehab 50. rehab 50, yep, yep. Yep, 50, sorry. So they're all in at 255. And the ARV is three ninety five. So you're talking about one hundred forty thousand dollars worth of equity in the house. And again, uh, there's another one there. Uh, this this purchase price was way lower, sixty five with a rehab of a hundred. Uh, so all in at one sixty five, two sixty five on the ARV, a hundred thousand right there. And you see Sean and Keontae in front of their stuff. Uh, they came through, make real estate real. And again. Uh, Oh, sorry. There's another one. Wow, they three going properties. <laughs> we got yeah. three. Hey, this is, hey, keep in mind, this has only been like within the two, three month time period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one purchase price one hundred seven, rehab sixty, uh, estimate, and then two fifty. So again, uh, another. Yeah, yeah wow. just just crazy. Another ninety thousand. And again, the crazy part about it is the what I love about the course is y'all looking going. Oh, I don't have one hundred seven thousand. I don't have sixty five thousand to <laughs> buy the property. That's where Maul <laughs> teaches you the trick. You do not need sixty-five thousand to buy a sixty-five thousand dollar property. All right. Uh, he taught Carl how to do it. Taught obviously they're all of us how to do it. My brother now. Uh, shout out to Train. I want to get Train on the podcast for a testimony. Yes, His yes. property is almost finished. Uh, just waiting on the last permit, man. And he's he's got a property like Carl's first one. So everybody's uh, going to that next level. Go to makerealestatereal.com. Uh, check it out, y'all. You know we still got y'all in there for the love. So. Uh, go to Make Real Estate Real. Check that out. Um, let's see. Anybody got uh, – go to Rebuild. Uh, we definitely got the Rebuild Conference rolling. We're doing it every single month all the way through December, so we're super pumped about that. Uh, we got great content, great guests for you guys. Go to etinspires.com. Check that out, and uh, we appreciate y'all supporting that as well. Um, E.T., Carl, Maul, what y'all got for the people, man? Y'all got anything? Get on the skateboard. Get on that Get skateboard. skateboard. Hmm. Hey, and see, I okay, I was gonna say this podcast could go another two hours. Jordan asked me for a skateboard yesterday. Hmm. Yesterday. And I was gonna get it. Watch why. I was scrolling through something and Tony Hawk. Uh, if yeah. people follow skateboard, he's yeah, like that he guy. Yeah, he's been putting Ooh, up like a lot of stuff front, on post. They did a video where he they showed him do the first like three revolutions. So he's doing, you know, the whole ramp thing. Yeah. And my man went in the air and did three complete revolutions and landed it. But what I love about the video, see, and I made Jordan watch, it was like seven minutes long. Yep. They showed all the trials. Like, it, he didn't get mm. it to like the fifth time. Mm. He didn't get it to like the fifth time, bro. Every time he went up, you know, two and a half, fell, landed. Sometimes he got the three, but landed, boom, boom. 
And I was like, oh. And Jordan was like, yeah, daddy, I want to skip. Where I was like, yeah, you you looking at this part of it. I just want you to know I'm going to get it for man. you. But yeah, Trez part, you got to go through. But yeah, tell man. people to, like you said, man, get on the doggone skateboard. On skateboard. I promise you, your confidence, yeah. your everything else is on the other side of you getting on that doggone skateboard. Yes, sir. Yep. And I was just saying, hey, the boogeyman is not real. Yeah, <laughs> the not boogeyman real. is yeah. is not real. And if your worst case scenario, if your worst case scenario is that you're gonna die, well, that's what's gonna happen to all of us. Anyway. <laughs> and everybody who ever walked this earth has died. Uh-huh. So if that's uh-huh. your worst case scenario, you're good. But then, you're look, a good it's welcome. welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome <laughs> right. to the club. Hey, your come worst on this case side scenario is gonna happen anyway. It's come gonna happen anyway. Yep. So you might as well go ahead now yep. and, and live. not live life on the left side yep. of the menu, but be like Didi and don't even get on the menu. No menu. Oh, the menu. What <laughs> menu? No menu. Hey, Mom. Menu. Hey, I got to get his testimony before I fall out. Man, Ma, <laughs> she's so off the menu. The, the car came in and Ma saw how the car came in. That junker came in on his own. Didi, Didi Mercedes came to the crib in his own truck. You feel me? Like mm. not on, like not open, a closed boy. That joker mm. didn't touch the elements once. She gonna say to me, Ma, man, I should have brought that. Um, we brought this beautiful leather, um, like futuristic chair, like a nice size chair. And, uh, and we just like, at some point, when, whenever we move, we, you know, it's a nice little, you know, you walk in the room, it's like, whoo, you know? And um, she was like, I should have put that in the car. I was like, first of all, Diddy, I don't know if it would have fit, first of all, because I know it's a chair, but it's kind of round. And this one of the ones, Ma, where you sit on it and it go all the way around. And so I was just like, okay, God, you know, that's what she want. So I told her, I was like, don't trip, you know, we'll get it up. She's like, you know how much money it's gonna cost to ship it though, just for a chair? I was like, oh, it's all good. This is what happens, guys, when you don't just make money on your own and make dreams and goals on your own, you with a crew. I hear Alex something. I was like, yo, Alex, anybody ever coming from Michigan to Cali, which I know that's probably a stretch, but if I ever do it, let me know. He was like, all right. It's a stretch, but I'll let you know. My man hit me yesterday. He was like, yo, E, it's a dude in Michigan right now. He on his way to Cali with a shipment. Mm. <laughs> I said, Didi, mm. go, get the, go get the little chair ready. What else? She's like, well, I want to take this. I want to take this little chair. I was like, good. That big picture you had, I never opened it more. I bought artwork. I bought artwork about three years ago. I bought oh, a piece bro, that's for- that's about three years. Yeah, yep. I bought a piece for Josh, and I'm talking about I spent money. I don't even know how I got the piece. I bought it for Josh. I ain't even, because he like horses, and I like horses. So I was like, I'll get Josh this piece. Some kind of way, they sent me a piece too. It was weird. I never opened it, but I knew what it was. Sent that to the crib. Couple little small things, bro. Alex didn't say nothing about no charge. Of course, I gave the driver a nice little tip, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm like, D, you got it. When you go back, your chair gonna be there. The other little chairs you want, you can hang my pickup, you know. And so I'm just like, yo, if you limit yourself, you limit yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it again. They holding me down. Yep. If you limit yourself. You limit yourself. Make sure you go watch my video I put up on Instagram with um, Mike Tyson just talking about how he used to stare people down, whatever. I'm going to say this to y'all, and I never thought I would say this. I never thought you'd hear this coming out of my mouth. Hunt or be hunted. Bottom line. Hunt or be hunted. I mean, just bottom line. Hunt or be hunted. Bottom line. Either go eat 
or somebody gonna eat you. And you can't be mad when somebody eats you up because you're just sitting there, whatever. Hunt or be hunted. And I'm telling y'all, when I tell you that, you better listen. Because I wasn't born, I wasn't naturally wired to hunt and not, you know, like, or be hunted. Like I wouldn't, I, that, ain't, that ain't how I'm wired. But I've been in this world, period, then I've been in this world as an African-American man. Hunt or be hunted. All that crying and whining and all that, all that, hey, do what you got, like, for real. Do what you must. But I'm trying to tell you. I was watching the news yesterday, and they were talking about the death, you know, rate for coronavirus is declining. Listen to me very close. Let me come. I got to get all the way up here because I want y'all to hear this. Listen to me very closely. I'm not mad at the federal government. They are macro. That's their job. Whether it's a governor, president, mayor, they're macro. That's their job. They're not micro. If we lose 1,000 people a day to the coronavirus, tomorrow we lose 800, of course the macro going to say the numbers are declining. Yep. Mm. But if I lose my grandma, I could care less about some decline. Right. I'm, ain't nobody, I ain't tripping on nobody doggone decline. I, I don't, again, I understand that they're macro. I got to take care of the doggone micro, yep. right? So there are people, even, even with me, there's people in my church, when are we going back? Y'all can go back whenever y'all want to go back. My wife has a compromised immune system. I'm not, I'm not interested in people's attitude or people's preference or what people feel like they need. I don't want to hear when my wife get contracted with disease because somebody 60 people in a room and they go, are we sorry, pastor? Uh, right, right, sorry. I'm not interested in your sorrows. That don't, that's not going to bring my wife back. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Hunt or be hunted. That's just where you live. You live in a country that's saying, yo, a, a thousand people die a day. The numbers are getting better. That's the country you right. live in. Our economy must go on. I'm 100% sure it's right. I heard somebody say that. Yes, people are dying, but they're also dying of poverty. Poverty has been going on for a long time, and I ain't seen nobody doing anything about it. Poverty has been going on for a very long time, and I ain't seen people interested in it like they're interested in it right now. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. By the time you get your check, you may not be alive. <laughs> By the time you get your check, it may not be enough. Take care of the micro, your wife, your kid. Man, I'm telling you, I'm rocking with one of the best companies in the world. When I moved to Cali, I had people calling me, hey, E, how much you need? Josh, like, E, what you need? I could drop you 100 grand real quick, something you need to take. I'm like, Josh, man, I love you and I'm grateful for you. I got to do this by myself, bro. Mm. I got to do this by myself. My wife got to see me kill this sucker and bring this whole joker to the crib. Yep. <laughs> Guess what I'm saying? Not yep. the money part. That's not what my wife needs to see. My wife needs to see me go out in the morning and come back pulling that joker. <laughs> I'm saying, she needs to see me pulling it. Watch this. My son needs to see me go out there and kill it and bring it back so he know what he's capable of. Yep. So that he knows, oh, oh, if we ever get to a point where it ain't no whole bunch of food, my dad can go, my dad can go get food when the food is, the getting is good. And it looked like when there ain't no food left, some guy went his joke of fire. Some guy went his joke and found a whole doggone cow and brought that back to the crib. Hmm. Then my daughter is watching, and my daughter sees what the man she married is supposed to be able to do. Hmm. She understands what he's supposed to be able to do. And if he can't do that, she's like, yo, I can't fool with you. Because my dad knew how to 
my dad knew how. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're not talking about money. Thanks, Legacy. God. We're not talking about money right now. We're not tripping on no money. I was on, hey, Josh, I appreciate you. That's the house that Josh built. Dee mm -hmm. right now, I said, Josh, hold on to that. That's going to be for the great, great, greats so they can see what we kill and they can yeah. know what generations before us did. But that ain't food to be eating right now. Ah, oh, come that on, man. That's all another right podcast. Now. That ain't food to eat right now. The food to eat right now is rolling up and down. I'm about to go get that. I'm about to go get that food. So I'm just saying to y'all, hunt or be somebody's dinner. You either going to go hunt and get yours or somebody going to see you chilling and go, go, let's go get that. But I'm telling you, when they see this crew, even if they hungry, they ain't going to run and run up on this. I'm trying to tell you, when they see us running around the earth, making our moves, when they see us and go, hey, there goes somebody. When they get close, they're going to be like, whoa, they ain't even eatable. We can't, not with these teeth we got, leave them alone. Because we're going to get, so I'm trying to tell y'all, this, this is not brought to you by the 20-year-old the Eric, the 30-year-old Eric. This is brought to you by the 40-year-old that woke up and was like, ooh. Hunt hmm. or be hunted. That this is a public service announcement. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this. You concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.